Well, good morning, Embrace. He is risen. Okay, let's try that again. He is risen. Yes, that is what we are here to celebrate this morning. It is so wonderful to have come into the parking lot and saw no spaces to park. Uh, so it's good to have all of you here. I know that we have a lot of visitors today. So welcome from the staff of Embrace. My name is Tanya Torp, and I am one of the associate pastors here at Embrace. And just welcoming you into this space and allowing you to come and come as you are. Just want to share a couple of things before I turn it over to the worship team. Um, first of all, if you are joining us new and we have not heard from you before, would love to have you fill out our Connect card. We want to know a little bit about you. Want to contact you and let you know a little bit more about us. Uh, also, if you have a prayer request, we have an incredibly dedicated team of prayer warriors who keep your prayers with them, and they pray all the time. So if you would uh, leave your confidential prayer, we will pray for you. Additionally, if you want to continue to worship, as we will in just a few moments, we love uh, to share that there are some boxes to give. If you would like to give by worshiping, back here there's a little uh, box back there that says Embrace, and there's one over here as well. There are announcement sheets at the doors as you come in, so if there are announcements that you might miss or that you want to know more about, you can grab those announcement sheets. One of the things that I love to share, too, especially when we have lots of new folks, is that my entire family is neurodivergent. So sometimes when we are in this space, it gets a little loud and a little much. So we have uh, the cafe is open, and this uh, service will be streaming. So if you uh, would love to go back there and just take a little break to get away from noise, that is a perfect place for you to go and still be able to be a part of the service. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome you to the worship team, and the worship team is going to get us started this morning. Right. Welcome Good to Embrace. Mo Good morning, everyone. I invite you to stand with us. Let's sing to the risen Lord. Yeah. 
church proclaim. Let's proclaim it together. He is risen. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Amen. If y'all could join with me in this call to worship. This is the good news. The grave is empty. Christ is risen. This is the good news. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never put it out. This is the good news. Once we were no people, and now we are God's people. Christ is our peace, the indestructible peace. And we now share with each other. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Alleluia. So we're about to try something that could be a little chaotic and crazy. But we are a little chaotic and crazy here sometimes. So um, many of you all likely came this morning with these uh, Alleluia banners. Some of you may have taken them home with you and never brought them back or worked on them, that's okay. We'll show you grace this morning. Um, but we have these wonderful banners, and we are going to do, um, 
kind of a processional kind of march with them around the sanctuary during this next song. And so I'm going to give you some instructions about that. Um, even if you don't have a flag, um, I would love for you to participate if you want to get moving a little bit. If your family brought a flag or you and somebody else worked on one together, certainly walk together. But here's how we're going to do it. These two wonderful volunteers in the front, Christina and Emily, um, are going to guide you. And what you're going to do is kind of like we do when we take communion. You're going to come and form two lines down the center aisle. And then your volunteer is going to walk this way or that way, depending on which side of the room you're on. And you're going to follow them all the way around the perimeter, all the way back to the center, back to your seat. And while you're walking, we would love for you to hold up your banner up in the air and wave it around. If you don't have a banner, you can throw your hands up, you can dance, you can do whatever you want, whatever the Lord is inspiring you to do this morning. Um, but then you'll go back to find your seats. I have no idea how this is going to work, but it's going to be beautiful, and the Spirit's going to guide us this morning. And, and so I think sometimes it's actually really good to get our bodies moving and, and kind of get going around the space and use our entire bodies as we worship God. And so we're going to continue to worship, and I, if you've got a flag, don't have a flag, I would love for you to, to do this walk, um, but you'll either be following Christina or Emily, and so I'm going to turn it back over to the worship team.
taught the sun where to stand in the morning. And who told the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words alone can catch a falling star? No, my redeemer lives. I know my redeemer lives. All of creation testify this life within me.
Amen. You all can have a seat. So this morning we're going to have a special moment for our young ones today. And I'm really excited about it. I see a lot of kids here. So this could be another beautifully chaotic moment, but it'll be wonderful. So I'm going to invite all the children and if if any of the, the littlest, littlest ones, if parents want to bring them up and kind of sit with them, that's totally fine too. But what we're going to do is have our Wonder Room story in here in the sanctuary this morning instead of you all going upstairs. And so I'm going to invite all the children to come up and y'all can sit here along this red carpet, up the aisle, wherever you need to. Parents, if you need to walk down with them, totally fine. Y'all can sit up here beside Miss Christina on the steps if you would like. Let's give our kids a hand as they come up to the front. Good morning, everybody. Come on up. Let's squish in together. Yeah. Happy Easter. All right, let's take a seat, guys. And everybody can see. Oh, better? All right. Everybody ready? Let's take just a moment and find our inner silence so we can hear this important story. All right. Well, today is Easter. Today is the day that we celebrate the mystery that Jesus died, but God made him alive again. This is a tomb. It's a special place for the dead. When Jesus died, his friends took his body from the cross and they put it in here. And then they rolled a really big, really heavy stone in front of it so that they could close it. Mary Magdalene loved Jesus so much that very early on Sunday morning, she and her friends went back to the tomb. The tomb was open, Jesus was gone. Where did they put him? They cried. Yeah, it's okay for moms. And then the angel said, Do not be afraid. Be joyful. Jesus is alive. Go and tell the disciples that Jesus has risen from the dead. 
but Mary would not leave. She stood crying outside the grave. And then someone asked her, who are you looking for? And he called her by name, Mary. She knew that voice. It was Jesus. Jesus was alive. She was so excited, she ran to tell all of Jesus' friends. The Lord is risen. Jesus is alive. The Lord is risen indeed, she said. Now I wonder, how do you guys think Mary felt when Jesus died? Sad? Depressed? Yeah. A million times depressed? Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. Stressed, yeah. She probably did. A million times pressed of your heart, yeah. That's intense feeling. Surprised, yeah. How do you guys think Mary felt when she got to the tomb and it was empty? Scared, would you say? Her heart racing? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Doubt, yeah. Might have felt some doubt. What do you guys do what? Left out. Yeah, because she didn't know. Alone. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think it might have felt like to hear Jesus call her name? Special, exciting. Yeah, Benji? Important. Yeah, surprising. Scared? Uh, yeah, someone who you know is dead saying your name is a little weird. You're right. You might say, oh my gosh. Yeah, you might. How do you think it feels to tell other people that Jesus is risen? Exciting? Exciting, but they might not. Exciting, but they might not believe. Yeah. Nervous because they might not believe her. Yeah. Feeling confused, yeah, lots of feelings. I wonder how we can know that Jesus really is alive today. What do you think, Benji? Because he's in your heart? Yeah. Or because we're alive, yeah, that's good too. He is the one who made us actually. I wonder, anybody else? Well, how would you guys like to help tell that Jesus is risen today? Would you like to help me do that in a special way? Yes. Okay. So just like Mary went and told all of her friends and Jesus' disciples, we're going to help tell everyone else here. And I think our voices can be pretty loud, but um, do you guys think bells would help us be even louder? Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely have a bell. So Rachel and Zoe are going to come bring some bells. Yes. And we don't want to have all the fun. We're not the only ones who get to tell that Jesus is risen. So everybody out there can do it with us too. And a lot of you guys have keys of some sort with you, right? And your keys kind of ring like bells. So go ahead and get your keys ready.
All right. All right, wait, wait, wait. Hold the mouse. Hold the mouse. Hold the mouse. Okay. So I have to tell you when we're going to ring them. We're going to ring them at a very important time. Yep. Hold, hold for a second. All right. So Laban is going to tell you this is what you're listening for. All right. We're going to sing this song, this part of the song, and then we're going to, on the word Alleluia, we'll all ring our bells. Okay? Watch Christ me. the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Son. Yep, yep. No, that's just the teaser. Just that's the teaser. Just the teaser. It was practicing for the You're real so thing. ready. I love it. <laughs> okay, and then there's one other word. There's one other word. So the first one is Alleluia, and the second word is also an A word. It's a rose, okay? It so sounds like this. So for a rose here and ring your bell. Up from the grave he arose. All right, that's it. Are you guys ready? All right. Are you ready out there? Now this is for real. Do your best. This is for real. It's a real now. song, okay. Christ the Lord is risen today.
everybody. That was great. Let's give a hand to everybody out there too. All right, so we're all gonna go back to our seats and Miss Rachel has the basket for the bells. So give Miss Rachel your bell on the way by. And Beckett is actually gonna stay up here with us. All right. Well, that was that was something special right there. So I'm uh, I'm really excited this morning for a variety of reasons, uh, but one reason is because this young man right here, Beckett, is going to get baptized, and it is. It is one of the coolest things when a. A kid gets to that age where they understand the gospel, they understand God's love for them um, to such a degree that they make a choice themselves that they want to get baptized and make it official that they are deciding to give their life to Jesus and follow Jesus' way of peace in this world for the rest of their lives. And, and, you know, you may remember a few weeks ago, Ellie, one of our young ones, was baptized. And both Ellie and Beckett, independently of one another, have been talking to me for quite a long time. Beckett, honestly... I mean, this was probably years ago that he first started talking about baptism, and we gave him some time to, to make sure he was really understanding what was going on. He never stopped talking about it, and he, he kept talking about how he really wants to do this, and he wants to give his life to Jesus. And so I met with Beckett um, and Dustin a few weeks back, and we talked through it all and just asked him kind of what all this means to him and, and why he wants to do this, and, and ultimately, he just wants to follow the way of Jesus, and, and he knows that God loves him. And he wants to make uh, kind of his commitment to God official. And so um, Beckett's already uh, following Jesus in his day-to-day -day life and really seeking to honor God in the way he lives. And so this is really just making it official for everybody else and, and declaring in front of his whole church that he wants to commit himself to this uh, beautiful path that God has laid out before us. And so we're going to go through a service of baptism this morning. And Beckett, I'm going to have some questions to ask you. He's been practicing. He knows what he needs to say. He's been going, I do, I do, I will, uh, over and over again. So, um, yeah, something like, I'm not trying to confuse you. Um, we're not going to do it that fast, though. Uh, but I'm going to ask Beckett some questions. Um, and by the way, these are his parents and his brothers, Dustin and Shelly and Wendell. And uh, they're standing up here in support of their son and brother, and so um, we're going to go through a whole service. There'll be parts I ask him, things I ask you all. There will be some stuff on the screen that you all say, um, and we will get through this. And so I'm really excited. So brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. 
All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. And so this morning I present for baptism Beckett James Pugel. So Beckett, these first few questions I'll ask you, this first one is I do, is your answer. So on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you trust that God is faithful to forgive you, and do you repent of your sin? I do as well for the next one. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to love others by standing up for the weak, resisting injustice, and helping those in need? And this next one will be I do as well. Do you believe Jesus Christ is your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ is open to people of all ages, nations, and races? All right, and then this next one you can say, I will. Will you remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church and share Christ's love with others? All right, so the beautiful thing, we do these in public like this in church uh, because Beckett's decision today impacts every single one of us who are part of Embrace. Because what happens to one member of the body of Christ will make a difference with every other member. And we're never going to be the same after today. By the sacrament of baptism, the church pledges to whoever is baptized. Your joy, your pain, your gain, your loss, all of it is ours. Because you are now one of us. And so do you um, embrace. And if you agree, you'll say, I do in a minute. Or we do in a moment. As Christ's body embraced church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ. And will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include this child in your care? And you can say this along with me. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround this child with a community of love and forgiveness that he may grow in his trust of God and be found faithful in his service to others. We will pray for him that he may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. So let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament, and we can read it on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Yes, he says forgiveness of sins is his favorite part. And I like that part too, Beckett. So we're going to join together in a prayer, and it'll be a prayer where you all will have parts to say along with me, so we'll pray with our eyes open uh, through this prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In 
In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and he who receives it to wash away his sin and clothe him in righteousness through his life that dying and being raised with Christ he may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. All right, Beckett, now is the time. All right, climb on in here. Hopefully it's not too cold for you. All right, good. You can turn around and face your mom there. <laughs> turn Turn this way, turn this way. <laughs> All right, you can go ahead and have a seat. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do this quick. Beckett James, I pray that the Holy Spirit works within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. You want to? Why don't you hold your nose here? So, Beckett, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> All right, turn around and face everybody. <laughs> so, members of the household of faith, I commend to your love and care Beckett Pugel, whom we this day recognize as a member of the family of God, will you endeavor so to live that he may grow in the knowledge of love of God through our Savior Jesus Christ. You could say this with me. With God's help, we will so order our lives after the example of Christ that this child, surrounded by steadfast love, may be established in the faith and confirmed and strengthened in the way that leads to life eternal. Let's give him another hand. We're going to let Beckett go get dried off. I just want to let everybody know that if anyone in this church has never been baptized and is interested, please talk to me about that um, because I would love to uh, chat with you about what it means and, and talk to you about um, possibly having you get baptized here at church. Or if you're a parent, you have a young one, we do baptize uh, Babies and children here in the church, because we believe God's grace and his embrace extends to all even before we know we need it. And so if any of you are interested or want to know more about baptism, then please talk to me. I would love to, to have that conversation with you. I have a, a brief announcement I want to share while everybody's here and we got a good crew. Um, you may not know this, but um, we have a nonprofit that is in our basement of our church named Common Good. Um, my wife and I started Common Good over 10 years ago, and, and now my wife is um, running it as the executive director, and she has a wonderful staff and team of volunteers who work with them to, to help make all this possible. Some of our students and mentors and fo former staff members, current staff members are all here this morning, um, but it is a, a wonderful ministry that does after-school and summer programming with students in our community. 
and they have over um, around 80 students who are involved in their programs now, and it's all kids who live in this neighborhood um, who are full of talent and creativity and passion, and Common Good really tries to help them channel all that and discover their God-given abilities to really um, be the people that, that they want and who God wants them to be, and so it's a really beautiful ministry that's been expanding and growing um, over the last uh, 10 plus years. One new initiative that, that is not all that new, but it's been in the past few years, is they have a social enterprise named Matchstick Goods, and they make uh, handmade ceramics, and so they employ students from our community. They also employ graduates of Common Good as well, and Dan, who is the director of Matchstick Goods, is back in the sound booth. Wave, Dan. He's back there uh, holding down the sound for us. Um, but they have a wonderful team. Christian actually is back there running video, and he works for Matchstick as well. Um, but they are learning this incredible um, skill to, to make these beautiful products. And so they make a lot of things for the home, um, lots of different stuff, vases, stuff for your kitchen, um, all sorts of things. And so they are going to be having a spring sale next week um, after church outside, weather permitting. If not, they'll be in the cafe, I'm sure. Um, but outside, they'll be having a spring sale. Um, I'll have all their products available. And so um, I'm sure they'll have some uh, specials running and that kind of thing. And so I encourage you, come next week to church and check them out afterwards. This would be a great way to get some gifts uh, for Mother's Day, which is coming up. And so that would be a great opportunity if you're looking to get something that um, would be beautiful and, and probably well-loved by someone in your family or a friend or someone you're close to, but also that's supporting a really good cause because all the profits they make go right back into their um, mission to really help empower students and teach them job skills and give them leadership opportunities here in our neighborhood. And so I encourage you all next week, that'll be on the 16th, um, right after church. So if y'all bow your heads with me, I want to say a prayer for us. God, we are just so grateful to be here today. We're grateful for Easter Sunday, the, where we celebrate the resurrection and we get to come together and just have a big party and celebration and lots of fun um, after those 40 days of Lent where we've spent some time dealing with some heavy subjects and talking about just the really heavy week um, that you experienced uh, during those last few days of your life before your crucifixion on the cross. We are so grateful, Lord, that, that somehow, God, you, you found a way to overcome death and, and evil in this world. And, and Lord, we know that, that ultimately it will all be taken care of one day, and we long for that day. We're so grateful that we can come together and, and declare with one another, Lord, that you, you died, but you rose, and that you also will come again. Lord, this week uh, we have had another hard week. We continue to have hard weeks because living in this world is often very difficult. But we are grateful, Lord, that the resurrection can give us hope no matter what, that we can truly be prisoners of hope, that we can be people who hope against hope, even when it seems like there's no reason to. Because we know, Lord, that, that about 2,000 years ago you came and you walked among us and you lived this wonderful life of peace and love, and that ultimately it led to your death, that your passion for justice and for peace and for love led to your passion and suffering on the cross. But Lord, we also know that you rose from the dead, and death and evil could not overcome you. So we are grateful for that, and we declare the power of the resurrection this morning. We are so grateful for the forgiveness of sins that 
that Beckett reminded us about this morning. And we are also grateful for the power of your resurrection, that we can actually rise to new life and stand up and walk in the path of light that you have laid out before each and every one of us. And I pray this morning we could tap in to that power uh, from your Holy Spirit, that power of the resurrection that can enable us and empower us to live bold lives for you in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. Thank you for being here today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today, we are going to finish up this series that we've been in for the last uh, few weeks. And I know some of you probably have not been here throughout that series. Some of you may have not been to church here in quite a while, and I just want to say welcome to you. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Some of you have may have not been able to be around for some of this series that we've been in, but what we've been doing is we've been following the events of Jesus' last week, starting at Palm Sunday all the way through Easter Sunday. And if you look around the room, you'll see images that represent each of those days, those eight days of Jesus' life that we have been looking at over the last um, 40 days, this season of Lent. And so last week we talked about Friday. And Friday, one could argue, is the darkest day in the history of our world. That is the day that the Son of God was tortured and executed by way of crucifixion on a cross. It was not a good Friday, but it was a day full of violence and suffering and death. One of the hardest parts of Jesus' final days here on earth was that he had to face all his suffering alone. He had his friends, his disciples, he had an extended network of people. But what we find is that his, even his closest friends, his disciples, let him down time and time again during those final days of his life. As we've discussed, one of Mark. We've been looking at the gospel of Mark in the Bible, and one of Mark's major themes throughout the whole book is the failure of the disciples, that they get it wrong over and over and over again. And I kind of like that Mark has that theme because I find that I fail quite often. Do you all feel that sometimes? In his last moments, Jesus was deeply betrayed by his friend Judas. Judas led the authorities out to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus, James, and John, and Peter were all praying. Jesus asked his disciples to stay up with him and keep watch, and they failed. And what happened is Jesus got arrested. After Jesus was arrested, his disciples, it says, all ran away in fear, leaving Jesus all alone to face his imprisonment, his torture, and his unjust trial. While Jesus was being unjustly sentenced to death in the middle of the night, Peter had trailed kind of close behind. He didn't run away completely. But he was outside the courtroom warming himself by a fire. And some guards saw him. Maybe they recognized him by his accent or whatever it might have been. But they knew and thought that he was one of those guys that had been running around with Jesus. And so they questioned him and asked him, do you know Jesus? Peter Perhaps you could argue Jesus' best friend. Three times he denied to the guards that he even knew who Jesus was. Jesus had even predicted that Peter would do it. And Peter had boldly declared, I would never do that to you, Jesus. And lo and behold, just a few hours later, he was found weak and afraid. And he told these people he never even knew Jesus. 
Peter was tormented at that moment by his cowardice and his betrayal, and he cursed his life and he fled. Now I want you all to try to put yourself in the shoes of those disciples, particularly Peter, who was, could be argued was the leader of the group. How would they have felt in this dark, dark moment in Jesus' life? Their friend and mentor was, was suffering. He was about to be executed, and they had really, really let him down. Not only were they traumatized by losing their teacher, their teacher and friend, but I'm sure that they felt overwhelming guilt and shame. Have y'all ever felt guilt and shame? Just that overwhelming feeling for not sticking with Jesus during his darkest moments. Other gospels tell us that Jesus was, um, after Jesus was executed on Friday, the disciples spent the whole day on Saturday hiding behind a locked door in someone's home in Jerusalem, paralyzed by a mix of fear and shame and profound embarrassment at their failures. The story of Jesus ended with the disciples fleeing and running away afraid and Peter denying that he even knew him. What a sad, tragic ending to the story. Well, the good news that we're celebrating today is that the story doesn't stop there. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. I'm just going to read here off the screen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, on Sunday, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. So while the men fled away in fear, the women were still there doing for Jesus what the men wouldn't do. They went to give him a proper burial. They entered the tomb with their spices and supplies And instead of Jesus' body, they saw a young man in a white robe. And this young man spoke to them. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. The story is not over. The young man specifically tells the women to inform the disciples who fled and Peter who denied that Jesus was the one who died, was alive, and that he was waiting for them back in Galilee. Everything had fallen apart, but Jesus offered hope that it could all be put back together. Grace was waiting for them in Galilee. There was an opportunity 
to begin again. You know, people have always been disturbed by the ending of Mark. This is how the book ends. We don't see Jesus. We don't see the resurrected Lord. We're not sure if the women actually go and tell the disciples and Peter what the young man said. They are terrified by what they heard and saw, and it says they just fled in fear. The gospel just ends abruptly. It feels unfinished. This even has led some to add a longer ending to Mark. If you ever read in the back of Mark, you'll see there are two endings listed. The longer one came later, and it seems pretty clear it was added after the fact, because people did not like the ending that Mark chose to write. The ending of Mark is strange, I will give you that. Though I found, find power in the way that Mark ends his story. His unfinished ending signals to us today that the story is not over. The Gospel of Mark, if you pay attention, really is a circular book. It began in Galilee with a call to follow Jesus. They eventually made their way in a haphazard manner all the way to Jerusalem, and it ended in tragic failure and disappointment. Yet at the end of the book, the disciples are invited to go all the way back to Galilee, where it all began, and start the journey over. Jesus invites them to run it back, to begin again, and give it another shot. And we as readers are invited to do the same, to continue our journey of discipleship. Every year we encounter this story. It's meant to go back to over and over again, deeper and deeper into our discipleship with Jesus. This story takes us back to the start, so we can start over and give it another try. There is grace available for screw-ups, for those who have failed, for those of us who have lost track of who we are and how we ought to be living. Have you all ever messed up before? Have you all ever felt disappointed with where you're at in your life? Maybe you feel like that right now as you sit here in this church. Do you all ever wish you could begin again and start over? Well, the story of Jesus is that there is grace. As Beckett reminded us, there is forgiveness for our sin. Jesus' friends really messed up, and they likely felt like giving up, I would imagine. Yet Jesus invited them to to a fresh start to get it right the next time. This is part of the power of the resurrection. The resurrection, I could talk about it for a very long time, and really we talk about it all the time here at the church, not just on Easter. But today I just want to highlight this one part of the resurrection power. That Jesus rose from the dead 2,000 years ago. But the really important part and the really cool part of it is that we can rise too. Beckett's baptism, coming out of the water, it is a sign of rising again to new life. That we too can rise. Maybe Jesus is calling you to rise up this morning to take his hand, and to start again. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We're going to share communion this morning. We share communion each week at Embrace because we believe that there's so much power in, in what we do when we share communion. Not only are we remembering Christ's suffering on the cross But we're also reflecting on the whole scope of Jesus' life, beginning at his birth, all the way to his death, and ultimately his resurrection, and even his ascension into heaven as he sits on the throne today.
as we share communion this morning, I want y'all to know that, that we do have that forgiveness of sin through what Jesus did for us on the cross. For all of those in this church who are suffering this morning, know Jesus suffered alongside of you and he continues to suffer alongside of you. For all those crucified peoples throughout our world, know that Jesus knows what he's like and he's been there before. And that there is someone who stands in solidarity with you. But we also can reflect on what happened on the third day when Jesus rose from the dead. Former pastor of mine always said, on the cross we got forgiveness of sins, but with the resurrection we have the power to overcome sin in our lives. Often we sit here and we just want to say, I'm just going to keep repeating the same old mistakes over and over and over again. There's nothing I can do about it. That's not the gospel. The gospel teaches us that there's actually power to rise up and to overcome the things in our lives. And it's a journey. We're going to get it wrong just like the disciples. We're going to mess up just like the disciples. But there's always grace. There's always grace to stand up and start over. So I want you all to reflect on that grace and that power that Jesus offers you all today. Before Jesus rose, he shared a meal with his disciples. And during that meal, he took a loaf of bread and he broke it. He says, I want you to take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And likewise, he took a cup and passed it around and he said, I want you all to take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you come together, do this and remember me. Y'all bow your heads with me. God, we are so grateful to be here together. We're so grateful for what you have done for us. We're so grateful that you gave your life for the sake of this world. We're so grateful, Lord, that you came and, and that not only you've changed our lives, but you've changed the face of this entire world. And we long and pray and work towards the redemption of all of creation. And we can't wait for it, Lord. And this morning we... We pray, come Lord Jesus, come. Come into our lives today and come back once and for all to set all this right so we don't have to see any more victims of violence or hate or, or all the things that we see around us that make our hearts break each and every day. Lord, we need you and we ask you would meet us now. I pray you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon this bread and juice that it would be for us the body and blood of Christ. Fill us up this morning in a fresh way. I pray that we leave here changed because we've encountered you, the living God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said together, amen. Give you some brief instructions before you come forward. I'll go ahead and invite those who are serving communion to come up. A few weeks ago, we started uh, taking communion again by sharing a common loaf and cup. And the way we're taking it to uh, limit uh, as much as we can the spread of germs is that when you come forward, I want you to have your hands open to receive the bread, your server is going to rip off a small piece of bread, dip it in the cup for you, and then hand it to you. I know you'll get a little juice on your hands. There's Kleenex at the end if you need that. Um, I encourage you to use the hand sanitizer when you come forward. Take your time and come as you feel led. If you need a gluten-free option, we have pre-packaged gluten-free options that we'll have up front. Also, if you're not comfortable coming forward and receiving communion, totally fine. There is communion that is pre-packaged at the back and you can go back there and receive that and have a moment of prayer back there if you would like. Um, no, no judgment from us on that, whatever you feel comfortable with. We're going to sing some music, um, share some time together in prayer as we do this.
In just a moment, I'll invite you to come as you feel led. The table is set and the meal is ready and you're invited to come as you feel led. All are welcome. From the 
ashes of defeat, the resurrected King is resurrecting me. And in your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And by your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And in your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And by your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. You're resurrecting me. In the tomb where soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days his body there would not remain our god has won the In your name, your name is victory, and our praise will rise to Christ our King. In your name, your name is victory, and our praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, in your name, your name is victory. And our praise will rise with Christ our King. In your name, your name is victory. And our praise will rise to Christ our King. I invite you to stand with us. And by your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And in your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And by your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting Resurrecting me, 
This was a lot of fun, y'all. Thanks for being here this morning. Easter's always a, a crazy and good time to be together. So I hope y'all have a good rest of your day. I hope you feel God's presence. Yes, and if you brought a banner with you uh, that you worked on, we'd love if you come just leave it on the altar here because we're going to display them in the sanctuary um, for the season of Easter, and then you can have it back after that. But if you don't mind leaving it, that would be great because we want to decorate our sanctuary with those. I just want to read a psalm real quick before we leave today. As I saw uh, Anna and Eileen coming forward, just worshiping God, two of our young ones praising God with everything in them, it made me think of this passage in Psalm 8 and all the things we've done this morning and seeing our children up front. It says, Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And I think through the praise of children and infants this morning, I've been lifted up and my spirit's been encouraged and been reminded of how good and how great God is. Um, and and I, I just feel God's presence in this space. And so um, as you go from here, I encourage you all just to really uh, hold tight to Jesus and, and he will walk with you uh, through your week. And he will be with you through the ups and downs and everything that you go through. And so prepare your hearts to receive the benediction. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.